It's so good to be here. And whether you're watching us online or watching us in a month's time, I'm glad you could join us, um, interact with us online, because it's really good for us to see that you're listening and enjoying the service. And obviously, it's great to be in this building. I'm usually in kids' work, uh, so I don't. some of you might think, I don't know who that woman is. But if you've got young children, you'll know who I am. Um, this week, we've really had a miracle in our life, and I, I can't really believe it. But I'm rem- I was reminded this week that, again, God provides in all situations, whether it's a good week or a um, really bad week. And I was listening to this new song this week. I'd really encourage you throughout your week to listen to Christian music. There's so much good Christian music out there to listen to. People are so talented. And there's this song, and it's called Honey in the Rock. And it says, there's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. And I was so reminded that even in the bad, there's good with God because he's got everything that we need. And I'm so grateful for that. Anyway, I'm not not preaching on that. That's just a little nugget. Um, So this morning, I'm going to take you into the Gospels to Luke. And we're going to look at the account of probably one of the most famous women in the Bible. And that's Mary, the mother of Jesus. And... Obviously, it's not Christmas time, and we often read this story at Christmas, and that's appropriate, of course, but there's so much that we can learn from her story um, throughout the whole year and apply it to our lives. So before we read it, or I read it to you, some things we know about Mary, just to give you a little bit of context and background. Her actual name was Miriam, which I've heard is a popular name in biblical times, and she was a Jew. And she was young, they think about 13 or 14 years old, and she lived a pretty normal life. And I think would have been from the equivalent of a working class family in today's society. She was a virgin and she was engaged to marry Joseph, who was a carpenter. So I would say there's nothing really extraordinary about her. Let's go and read it. It's Luke chapter 1. It will come up on the screen. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. That's just the version that I've chosen because I like it. Um, (laughs) But there's many other uh, translations you can read it in. So, sorry, sniffing. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you, and you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what they may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest, And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. 
Then Mary responded, saying, Yes, I will be a mother for the Lord as his servant. I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. Then we're just going to go on to read Luke uh, 42 and 45. And this is Elizabeth talking. She says, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others, for your child is designed to bring God great delight. Great favor rests upon you, for you have believed every word spoken to you from the Lord. Wow. And that, that single supernatural moment changed Mary's normality. Despite this being a young girl, she lived thousands of years ago in a completely different culture to us. Yet God still actively speaks through this to us today. I want to highlight a few pieces of that scripture that we just read. Firstly, it says that Mary was favoured. She was favoured by God and she was chosen. It says, Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you and you are anointed with great favour. Mary, um, Elizabeth said to her, You have been given the highest favour and privilege above all others, and great favour rests upon you, for she's believed every word spoken to her from the Lord. Chosen means to pick something out, something or someone out as being the best or the most appropriate for, some, for a job or for something. It's someone who's the object of choice or divine favour. And I don't know about you, but being chosen for something by someone specifically is a compliment, isn't it? When you get chosen to do something. It reminded me of when you're in PE and you know you get two team captains. It was like the dreaded moment. And uh, people would pick you for their team, wouldn't they? And I, that was never me. Uh, sport was <laughs> not something I was very good at, so I was always left till last. But if you got picked first, usually if it was one of your friends as a team captain, it was so good. You were like, yes, I've made it. And a little while ago, um, Henry, our oldest son, fell over outside and cut his knee open. And we had to take him to my injuries to have it stitched. And uh, it was during a stricter COVID regulations. And they said that only one parent could go in with him into the consulting room. So I honestly would have put money on Henry choosing me. I, w I even felt a little bit sorry for Thomas that Henry wouldn't pick him because I knew it would be me. And he picked Thomas. And I was absolutely gutted. And I, I was so sad that he didn't choose me. So it's what a privilege it is to be chosen by somebody. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Right. The great news is God chooses you too, just like he chose Mary. God sees our potential when others don't see it or we don't feel it. I'm not sure Mary would have felt favoured, firstly, when that angel came to her. Or maybe she'd wish that God had ch chosen someone else. In fact, it says she was deeply troubled. Obviously, this was a massive deal. Firstly, she was so young. And there was great responsibility on her. She was going to be carrying and birthing the Son of God. Just a little bit of pressure on her. But at the time, how would she explain this to people around her? She was not married. Um, she risked, this risked her life in that society, in that culture. And her and Joseph could have lost everything. She probably worried, would people believe her? You know, her saying, well, this angel come to speak to me and told me that I was pregnant with the Son of God. And I wonder if people would have really um, believed that. She could have died. She could have been stoned to death because of this. 
And we can look at her life and think, wow, what an honor to be chosen to be the mother of Jesus. But her calling required great suffering. She didn't lose her life, but I guarantee there was many things that she sacrificed. Motherhood does bring with it so many blessings, even in a marriage, even if it's planned and longed and hoped for, but it's not always easy. And she was a 13-year-old girl, I guess, with many of her own aspirations for her life. And God just threw in this massive curveball and said, hey, you're going to carry my son. The favor of God often comes at a cost. And sadly, there's no promise that it's going to be easy in our lives. But thankfully, the scripture, that scripture reminds us that God's with Mary. He doesn't just choose her and then leaves her to it and says, you need to go, you know, go and do it now by yourself. And it's the same with us. He promises to never leave us or abandon us. So we know that Mary was called. She was favored and chosen by God to do this amazing thing. But then the scripture goes on to tell us that Mary walked in obedience and she was obedient in what God had called her to do. She replies to the angel and says, yes, I'll be a mother for the Lord as his servant. I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you've told me come to pass. Wasn't she just so brave and courageous? Because it must have been such a big deal for her to say yes. Mary was faith-filled and I was, uh, you know, firstly, she spoke with an angel that was sent from God's presence. And I don't know if I would have been brave enough to even speak to the angel um, and just been totally petrified as to what was happening. Mary surrendered, and she didn't need great understanding or to have everything figured out. She didn't know the plan from the beginning to the end and didn't really have any idea what was to come in the days ahead. I think if God had maybe told her everything that was going to happen, she'd have probably said, no thanks. You know, riding on a donkey for hours, heavily pregnant, and giving birth in a shed. I think she probably would have said, no, I'm out. (laughs) I I would have done. Her, Her journey wasn't easy, but Mary knew that that's what God had called her to do. And God had called her to lay down her hopes and dreams, her aspirations for her life, to embrace his plans for her life. And she did it even though that she knew there'd be a cost. When God calls us to do something beyond our comprehension, something that we think we definitely can't do that, or maybe we heard him wrong, or maybe you don't think it's come at the right time, may we take Mary as an example and react like she did, with humility, courage, and full of faith. God gives us, and he's going to give us the opportunities in our life to obey And God asked a massive thing of this young girl. And do you think he asked her because he knew how she'd respond? He knew that her heart would respond in an obedient way, and he knew that she was capable. She wasn't afraid to ask questions. We know she spoke to the angel. It said she was deeply troubled. And walking in obedience when God has called us to do something can seem daunting and scary, especially when we're not quite sure how it's going to work out. And what lays ahead of us. And I think that's, it's okay to be a bit unsure. And to ask God why or how, just like Mary did. But yet again, in the end, she still chooses to obey. And thankfully, Mary's obedience blessed the whole of humanity. Because if she'd said no, or maybe not. I know God might have chosen someone different. But I'm so grateful that Mary walked in obedience for God. 
She said yes because her faith was found in the one who promises to be with us along the way and the God who goes before. So Mary, we know, had those doubts and fears and the scripture goes on to tell us Mary's response in that. She was obedient and then it says she was full of joy. She was joyful. I'm just going to read again in Luke 46, one, sorry, 46 to 55, again in the Passion. It said, And Mary sang this song, My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. My spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God, for he set his tender gaze upon me. His lowly servant girl. Sorry, lost my place. And from here on, everyone, everything will know that I've been favored and blessed. The mighty one who has worked a miracle for me. Holy is his name. Mercy kisses all who fear him from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes he tears from their thrones and he lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will always be filled, but the smug and the self-satisfied he will send away empty. Because he can never forget to show mercy. He has helped his chosen servant Israel, keeping his promises to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Wow, that's an amazing response from her, isn't it? When we've been obedient to God's call on our life, whether that be something that we're really excited about, or maybe a bit like Mary, slightly scared about, let's be full of joy. Joy is a choice. And choosing to respond to life's difficult situations with inner contentment and satisfaction. I wouldn't say I was very joyful this week, but there's always so much to be thankful for in life. I'm thankful my husband's alive. And although you don't always feel happy, joy is about that inner peace and contentment. When the angel Gabriel first came to Mary, he did say to her, rejoice, beloved young woman. And I know God would say that to us too. As we walk in what he's called us to do, he tells us to rejoice. Like I said, there's always reason to be joyful, always things to be thankful for, for things that God continues to do in our life. Remember, it's not wrong to respond to God with fear. That I think it's normal. You might feel that the calling on your life is just too much, you can't handle it, or why would God ask me? Or maybe God doesn't realize that I can't do that. But uh, oh, how he knows us better than he knows ourselves. So actually, I was always told, if you're going through difficult stuff, like take it as a compliment, because God knows that you're strong and that you can handle it. Not that God gives it to us, but he uses everything for his good in life. And I truly believe that. We have to put our hope in that, otherwise there's really no hope, is there? Be a vessel for God to use you in this life. And be brave and ask him to use you. Mary, she might have asked God to use her. We don't know. We know that she had a relationship with God and she was faith-filled. So she might have asked for this opportunity and wham, God just says, right, that's it. I'm going I'm to make you pregnant with my son. Let's remember that Mary was chosen just like you're chosen, I'm chosen. She was then obedient to the calling on her life and then she was full of joy. That God that called Mary all those years ago and spoke to her and sent his angel to, see, to speak to her, he's the same God that 
lives in us and that we know today. I'm going to finish in a minute, nice and short. But I'm just going to read to you 1 Peter 2 verse 9 and again in the Passion. It's my favorite. But it says, You are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Isn't that amazing? He's saying that it's our job to spread the light in this world. And oh, how our world is dark, isn't it? And we can be thankful that he gives us all that we need to do that, to do what he's called us to do. It says in the Bible, he goes before us and he walks with us. He gives us the strength. He gave Mary strength. I'm sure that she didn't think she had at that point. But yet she did that amazing thing for him. That creator of the universe, the one that put the stars in the sky, who made the oceans, chooses you. And he'd choose you again. If you were the only person on this world, he would have sent his son still to die for you. That precious baby birthed by that amazing woman for our sins, to save us, to give us salvation. And God sees everything about you. Sadly, he sees the good bits and the really bad bits. Yet he loves us and he favors us. We should be encouraged that God sees our potential and wants to use us to do great things, to spread light in the darkness in this world. Be obedient because it comes with great blessing. When your kids do something that you've told them to do the first time, isn't it, it feels good because you don't have to repeat yourself. And uh, I know that it, it brings them favor, doesn't it? Because when they listen, it brings you um, joy as a parent that they've listened. So I'd encourage you to be brave like Mary and be courageous. She didn't have any qualifications. She was a lowly servant girl, that's what it says. She was really ordinary, but God used her to be extraordinary in her life. And if you need prayer for anything, if you're going through stuff now and you're not quite sure what God's calling you to do, or you feel like you don't have the strength to do it, then do speak to one of the pastoral team because we're so happy to pray with you. Thankfully, we have a church family that can walk alongside us in this. I know Mary, she went to tell Elizabeth, her relative, about what was happening. She needed that support, and she walked through this stuff because it was hard. But that sacrifice comes with blessing. And I hope that you're encouraged today to walk with God and step out in faith to do the things that he's called you to do, whether it seems easy or not.